0: Just after eleven o'clock, it is fantasy frenzy here on Sports fourteen forty. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas, with you coming to you live from the Ice Box here at the Stingray Studios. It is chilly. Holy cow! What is going on here? They forgot about us over here. They forgot to turn the heat on. The problem is, <laughs> I mean, I have a hard time complaining because
1: we made a pretty big stink earlier this fall about how hot it was in here. Yeah, you're right. And we're like, we're dying in there. It's a sauna. And now here we are the first cold first two cold days of the entire year. And we're like, where's the where's the heat? Where's, where's the, the furnace?
0: And there's people outside working. We're like, working are you kidding me? Working kidding actually me? outdoors. Okay, last time I'm complaining. I'm taking the jacket <laughs> yeah. off. That's it. The toque will stay on, but the jacket can come the off. The toque will stay on because the hair is a mess. But uh, anyways, it is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, brought to you by Wheelhawk Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and right here in West Edmonton Mall. Check them out online at Wheelhawk Beef Jerky. .com. Uh, if you are looking for something to do today, you know, you got the kids, you want to get them out and about, bring them to the mall, walk around, swing by Will Hawk, get them a treat, win-win. That's it. Here's a question for you,
1: Connor. Of course, uh, Kevin and I talking extensively this morning about the uh, Quick Card Minor Hockey Tournament across Edmonton because I the games are across the city, like all yeah. the rinks. Is there, are there games here at the mall? I didn't see any. Like, I, I still thir- I think most of them get going tomorrow. But I, I, maybe I'll ask Kevin that uh, sure. later on and see, because that'd be a great thing uh, to come and check out uh, between, A, getting out of the cold, maybe catch up on some shopping or some errands here at the mall, and you can take in and support the uh, the minor hockey tournament all at the same time.
0: I will say, you and I, on our mall walks, occasionally we'll see a little tournament going on. You, usually on Friday
1: afternoons, yeah, yeah there'll so be a start of a tournament. To some some young Some young bucks looking to make a name for themselves. We'll scout them out. Oh yeah, that's a, that's one of our longest running bits. As we want to go up to some of the parents and pretend that we're like scouts or something, yeah. uh, but that might have negative unintended consequences. So we probably won't. We probably
0: won't. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty is the text line if you want to get in on the conversation. As per usual, we'll talk about pretty much anything here on the show. Whatever you guys want to. Uh, perhaps you got some fantasy going. Our daily fantasy. Stuff you know, football is going to be a great weekend for daily fantasy. Of course, our hockey pool, man, I'm sliding. My goaltender situation not good. I'm down to seventh spot, thirty seventh place. You're climbing. I am. I'm stalling.
1: I'm a team on the rise. Like I'm a buy. (laughs) I'm a buy low option right now.
0: It's working well for you. You're going to get there. I'll probably meet you in the middle around seventeen or something within the next couple weeks here because the injury has not been good for the old Connors as we go by in our sports fourteen forty pool. Also, of course, it is game day. The Edmonton Oilers in action tonight looking to make a nine straight taking on the Detroit Red Wings puck drop just after five o'clock. I always like to tell you it is kind of like an extended pregame show throughout the entirety of the day here on Sports 1440. Alan Mitchell and Declan Kruger will definitely have you covered with some pregame coverage. That'll continue on the Jason Greger show. And uh, if you are looking to maybe have some fun on the game tonight, right now, Edmonton favorites. Minus 170. So uh, for those who don't know, simplest terms, if you put $100 down, I believe you'd win 70. If you put $100 on Detroit, who are plus 145, you'd win 145. Um, If you are going to, do so responsibly. Use your game sense, as we always tell you. But uh, lots of other things going on tonight in the NHL. Uh, You got the Sens, Sabres, the Canadians, Sharks. Of course, the Oilers opponent over the weekend. Kings, Panthers could be a fun one. The LA Kings... Right now, struggling. I believe losers of seven straight. So uh, the LA Kings, certainly for their sake, need to try to get back on track. The Florida Panthers playing some very good hockey, though, right now. Sam Reinhart leading the way with 51 points there. That Vancouver Canucks in Pittsburgh to take on the Penguins could be a good one as well. Brandon, your Ducks in Carolina to battle the Hurricanes without Drysdale. Got to be tough. You saw him in the Flyers colors for the first time last night. Yeah, I mean, still, so he looks good in orange, yeah. which, we, which we already knew. So, I, like, I'm, I'm
1: nothing but hoping for the best for Jamie Drysdale, I, well documented over the past couple of days that I was a big, big fan of his, his game, his personality, etc. So, hoping for the best, hoping he can make a, a long-term home in Philly and hopefully get them back on the track to uh, uh, relevance. Of course, they had a good start to this season, you know, in the playoff mix at the moment. We'll see if that can extend um, into the, the second half, but uh, either way, yeah, ho- happy and then just b- biding my time, waiting to see Cutter Gauthier. Uh, once Boston College wraps up their season later this uh, this spring, get him in for a few games at the end of the year. Certainly, certainly. But uh, on tonight's game, the Ducks will almost certainly lose.
0: I will say, I I did like that they had Gauthier on uh, with Al- Alexis Downey, uh, Duckstream, Duckstream yeah. talking about it and like kind of spoke like no, about yeah. the Kevin Hayes was not the reason. I I. You know, request how, the how about
1: Torts coming to the defense of Hazy? Whew. Two guys that uh, certainly did not see eye to eye in, in their brief time together in uh, Philadelphia. But John Tortorella putting a pretty uh, quick and abrupt end to those uh, those
0: rumors. So squash the BS. We heard stupid rumors. I brought it up because a text came in. I didn't actually know the rumors, so we we did touch on it, but we thought it was stupid. Just like the goaltending coach and the <laughs> owner's niece. Stupid. Don't have to share those rumors if you see them, you guys. Just like Corey Perry and those rumors, we don't need to share them. Sometimes you just don't have to hit repost. Let them die, you know? They're they're, they're not substantiated by anything. The guy did it for clicks, and he got called out for it. It's, uh, It's pretty crazy. I saw in the replies here, just my speculation, that there was death threats.
1: Yeah, not only to uh, death threats to Kevin Hayes to his family to Cutter Goche, uh, and then the kind of the lowest of the low, some uh, comments made about uh, Kevin Hayes' uh, recently passed brother Jimmy, who uh, who passed away a year like- or two ago. So it takes a special kind of dirtbag, I think, to do stuff like that to people that like, they're pro athletes. They're just doing a job like like you do as an accountant or as an HVAC worker or whatever the case. Like it's just it is a job. Yes, they are paid quite handsomely to do it. But it's it's not all you know roses and sunshine all the time being a pro athlete. So uh, yeah, it's stuff like that. Think twice before making posts like that because it has it serves no positive benefit. Uh, go go punch a pillow or something yeah. if you're frustrated. <laughs> if you're that mad, instead of making a comment about somebody's family member who uh, has recently died, yeah, just go uh, go to one of those
0: rage rooms. I think they're still still around. Seek help. One. <laughs> Um, I, I saw that in the comments, like, good on torts for calling him out. That led to this guy getting death threats. And I just thought, like, yeah, that guy shouldn't have made up that, that report. But also, we can't just be uttering those threats, guys. Like, that's serious business here. Don't Don't be like that on the internet. And I know it's nobody who's got their real name and face out there. It's always so-and-so underscore insert a bunch of digits. But come on. We got to be better. It's it's a little bit ridiculous. Uh, Duke, what do you think about Bill Belichick? Done with the New England Patriots. How will it affect fantasy football next year? Because I saw someone <laughs> say, you know, I'd like to see him in Atlanta with the Falcons. And I almost ripped my hair out because, no, we can't have that. We need Ben Johnson or an offensive-minded coach to D- go to the Atlanta Falcons. And make that offense amazing. Do you you think that the Falcons will go a like
1: young upcomer OC to take over? Because I actually talked about this with Kevin a bit this morning. Like the rumors tying Belichick to Atlanta, some to him in LA a little bit as well. Uh, and, and you know, rumors are maybe just like uh, fans hoping or crossing their fingers. Depending uh, the Commanders, of course. I, I kind of cut this into two camps. Like there are teams that are on the rise or still kind of in the turnaround phase the Chicago Bears, who are apparently keeping Matt Eberflus, uh Washington, and talking about teams at the top of the draft, uh, Washington Commanders, they, they kind of are, they don't really have a ton of pieces in place. They keep parting out their good players. We've seen that over the last couple of years, but the Falcons and the Chargers mostly have everything they need. So to me, those are two teams that look like people that want veteran head coaches. And you've said that you want the Chargers to bring in a veteran head coach, not uh, another coordinator. So I I think the Falcons are kind of in a similar camp. Like, yes, I think you'd maybe want a creative offensive mind, but I also think you want a a veteran and somebody who's been a head coach before uh, because that's a team with a lot of young players that have, whether due to uh, be due to game plan, scheming, play calling, whatever, haven't really quite lived up to the hype uh, thus far uh, in Kyle Pitts, Drake London, B. John Robinson, of course, just his rookie season. And they've been good, don't get me wrong, but compared to what they've been capable of, I think it's been a little underwhelming. So uh, I think a veteran head coach would actually be a fit in Atlanta.
0: I mean, I I think it would be good, but I think you need an offensive play caller who is willing to open it up a little bit. Arthur Smith had success with the Titans, but what was he using? Ryan Tannehill, Derek Henry. I
1: got it for you. Bill Belichick, head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, hires Josh McDaniels as his OC. (laughs)
0: I mean, can we throw it back to, like, 2007 when Brady was just... Ripping it. Wh- ...whipping it downfield to Randy Moss? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. F it. Randy's down there somewhere. There's the racial. Get it to him. I mean, that offense that they had with Wes Welker, uh, they also had... Who was the other guy that could really fly? Dante Stallworth, I believe? Yeah. I mean, how he was allowed to play football will still blow my mind, but that's a topic for another story or another day. Uh, it, it There's there's going to be a lot of intrigue. And then I was scrolling through Twitter today as one does. And I saw Richard Sherman say that Pete Carroll to the chargers would change the culture and put people in seats. I love Pete Carroll's energy, but I mean, he's 72 years old. I think he needs to maybe just relax. Belichick's
1: 71 years old too. I
0: don't know if I want him in the page or the Chargers they, organization. The, these, organization guys, either.
1: these guys are wired different and it's kind of, it's so weird how it all came about. Like in the course of less than 24 hours, uh, Carroll, Belichick, and then in between the two, Nick Saban. Last night, Saban's the same age as both of them, you know, give or take a year, and he is hanging them up. Uh, Good for him, retiring obviously well deserved. Uh, arguably the greatest co- uh, football coach in the history of college ball. Uh, brief stint in the NFL, <laughs> but uh, and him and him and Belichick go way back to their time in Cleveland. I get it, you're wired differently, but like, what do they have left to prove? Both Pete, like Pete Carroll, he had success at both levels. College coach, winning several Rose Bowls, uh, and then he won a Super Bowl, went to another, and yeah, maybe they should have won that one too.
0: Yeah, but you don't totally. really,
1: you don't really have anything left to prove. Like, can't you just enjoy some time with your family? Like, become like, uh, just go to the games and watch them up in the press box.
0: I don't know. Pete Carroll seems like a great dude, though. Like, 100 percent. Pete Carroll at seventy two is going to be me at like fifty. Like, he's running laps. He's out there at practice taking hits. He's 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 built different, like you say, Bill Belichick. I I still, you know, maybe not seventy two, but he looks like he's like sixty five or something. Yeah. He he's looked a little more aged. But uh, Pete Carroll, he's flying around out there. It certainly would be interesting to see what they can do. But I'm still on Harbaugh or even or Rabe's. I I think this just this. Makes it quite obvious that Vrabel's going to coach it, it, the Patriots, ha- it, right? It, it
1: cannot be coincidental that all the talk we heard in the back half of the season about Belichick going to be leaving the Patriots, yada, yada. And then, I mean, yes, you don't have to fire your coach on Black Monday or mutually agree to part ways. It it can happen later in the week. That's perfectly fine. But the the fact it came, whatever, the day after Vrabel officially let go from the Titans, you know, a little uh little suspicious maybe I don't think maybe the Patriots decision was hinging on it but they uh, they decide now that Vrabel is officially available they decide to make the announcement that Belichick's moving on it seems like the most obvious fit of all time but nothing's uh, nothing's done until it's done
0: yeah I mean Boston it's a little cold in the winter they don't have that franchise quarterback yet maybe Vrabes wants to go somewhere a little nicer where the state tax is a little higher in the quarterback is a little proven
1: i'm sure the state tax i'm sure he'll still be rewarded quite <laughs> quite handsomely for his uh his work there
0: yeah i don't know it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be i don't know if there's been this much excitement around coaches like you have nine vacancies i think right now kevin said this morning with two hall of famers like locked hall of fame coaches and Was Carroll. Pete
1: Carroll, a first
0: ballot hall of famer I don't know about first ballot. I, I know that he NFL, gets in. The NFL is a little bit
1: different the way they do their their Hall of Fame induction and stuff, but because it's time in the end. Like he was a head coach in Seattle for 14 years, one Super Bowl, one other appearance. Obviously, several division titles mixed in. One, one of the most dominant defenses uh, of this generation. But like it, it's so funny because like if you compare Belichick and Carroll's resume, it looked Carroll kind of looked like a scrub. <laughs> but he's obviously not. He's a Hall of Famer.
0: You look at, like, the grand scheme of things. Like, there was a list. Pete Carroll would be, like, top of it, but not Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, 24 seasons. And it makes you wonder, you know, does Dan Quinn go from the Cowboys to the Seahawks? You we, talk about that defense, Legion of Boom. Dan Quinn was the coordinator.
1: We we chatted with um, Brady Henderson from ESPN right at the end of the Kevin Carey show, if you, if you missed that please feel free to go back and listen on a Spotify, Apple, or wherever. You can catch that uh, that an hour four of the Carrier Show. And Brady said it, uh, it does seem like a natural fit that, of course, Dan Quinn uh, going back um, to where he obviously had a ton of success before moving on to head coach in Atlanta, where he also had success, it's, but he'll only be remembered for the Super Bowl collapse. But he's reestablished himself as like be in a, a true, like, next man up type situation for a head coaching gig with what he's done in Dallas over the past couple seasons as well. Maybe he waits and see if uh, the Cowboys flame out. If McCarthy gets fired, I think he'd probably be in first in line for that job too. So I think Dan Quinn might have uh, a few different options this uh, this spring. He
0: was the head coach of the Falcons, right? Yeah, he lost, went to the, the, Super s- Bowl, lost right? the Super Bowl, So, like, you know, and if, if Kyle Shanahan makes a couple different calls, they probably win that game. There are, you can go back and watch that second half, Patriots Falcons, and it's from a Falcons fan. I don't know how many Falcons fans we have out there. If we have any text in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty, sorry to bring you up on that dark day because it probably is awful in your memory bank. But I just, as a fan of football, was wondering, like, it's, what are it's we a,
1: doing? It's here? a pull your hair out situation. Like there was, ba- you can I, I can't remember exactly when, but there's basically a stretch on one drive where if you had just ran the ball a couple like instead like instead of inkley like you won the game it was yeah, over that's it like to to milk even that little bit more t- cuz it wasn't i'm not talking like the tail end of the game like at a certain point in the fourth quarter like you just had to eliminate that many more seconds off the clock and the uh, they would not have been capable of pulling off the comeback but i mean hey as as sports fans not falcons fans sorry but as sports fans we were treated to you know the greatest comeback in history uh of the super bowl variety and probably all sports, arguably, too. So uh, we were treated. Falcons fans absolutely tarnished into the dirt as a result. And, and of course, Dan Quinn took a lot of heat as the head coach. But Kyle Shanahan was the offensive play caller. So,
0: you know, plenty of blame to go around. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, looking at that that Falcons roster, wasn't loaded by any means, but it was a good group they had Julio there.
1: Julio Jones was one of the greatest catches that nobody will ever remember because Edelman basically topped it <laughs> later in that game with the uh, the – well, if we all know what it is, the, the catch that kind of kept that
0: kept that comeback alive. One of the best mic'd up moments was he with the Atlanta Falcons DBs. And he's like, I caught it. They're like, no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I caught it. And they're like looking at the replay watching. And he's like, yeah, I caught it. <laughs> well, that was a uh, very good back and forth mic'd up. Uh, okay, we'll take a break. When we come back, we will go into the inbox for the Canadian Brew House. Uh, lots of techs coming in here. We've got some Patriots stuff. We've got some NHL fantasy. We've got... So even some Raptor stuff and some Raiders coming in from lands. So keep those texts coming in. one 401 We'll get to the inbox when we come back. It is Fantasy Frenzy. Hallie and Douglas brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky on Sports 1440. 1122. It is Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in LaDuke's Bruce Grove and right here in West Elminton Mall. Uh We are going to go into the inbox in a second here. Uh, for the Canadian burros You can join us down at the CBH They're sending people to the Super Bowl We'll be down there at the uh, Ice House On AFC-NFC Championship weekend Qualifying someone to go down to the Super Bowl In Las Vegas uh, Gonna be a fantastic time And if you are gonna head down there Gotta tell you, make sure you uh, download the Rewards app With the Canadian Burros You can get it at the Apple App Store or Google Play Start earning points, earn rewards And you'll get a free order of Garlic Fingers Just for signing up so uh, this for the Canadian brew house. Um, tough, tough news to share with you today. Uh, it's making the rounds right now. Unfortunately, on social media, uh, a broadcasting legend in our city. Someone who, you know, without the work that he did in the industry, we may not be here today. John Short has passed away. Uh, his son shared that on Facebook. And it was passed along onto social media through uh, various others. Uh, Marty Forbes, another legend in the industry, uh, Mark Spector is sharing it. And uh, you know, for me, I only had spoken with him a couple times in my my experiences. But whenever he would come on the twelve sixty airwaves, the text line, the phones would light up because everybody wanted to share their stories and memories with with John and and all that he did. So. Just want to pass along our condolences from everyone here at Sports 1440 on to the Short family, his friends, colleagues, and uh, just sending you all the best and and hope you're doing all okay because it's a big loss for our industry. And uh, we just wanted to make sure we brought that one up. Um, We're going to, in a little bit here, have Marty Stevens come by and talk about it. He worked with John for a while, five years. Uh, Maybe just share a couple stories. We'll do that in a few minutes here. Um, obviously, Alan Mitchell goes low, goes away back with John, so they'll they'll have some discussion there on the lowdown with Flow Tide and Jason Greger. I mean, I don't want to put words in Greger's mouth, but I I know that John was a huge inspiration for him and really helped Jason's career as well. So uh, we'll we'll definitely be talking a lot of John Short today here on Sports fourteen forty. Sad news as he has passed away. Coach Al texting in John Short is and was the best from coach Al ear candy says I met John many years ago, the goat RIP. Yes. Um, I, I just remember him coming on and, you know, talking about the, and you know, the Oilers dynasty days and the, the Eskimos dynasty days and just, you know, he, he remembered everything. He was so sharp and could, could certainly relay all those, those good memories back, tell the story as a fantastic storyteller, certainly sad news you're in the city. Uh, we'll do a couple of fantasy questions here, just as being the fantasy show. Uh, but keep those texts coming in. one 401 1440 Let us know your memories of the late John Short. Brandon, a hockey question here uh, about a deep, deep hockey league. 18 teams in this league. When you start looking at 18-team leagues... Who's out there? I
1: <laughs> yeah. mean... You're, is it the, the question, obviously, talking about some defensemen to, to maybe try and grab. Man, you're you're, grab, you're you're probably out of the realm of even second power play units uh, on most teams. And so I, I'm not going to say any specific names. My best recommendation for this, because I obviously don't know who's, who's available in your league, even with that, or especially with that many teams uh, in the mix... But my recommended, like Daily Face Off, a uh, huge friend of, of the station, the, the site with Frank Cerevalli, Ty, your M Truck, and all the work they do with us, um, they have their line combos uh, section on their page. Like, honestly, basically just uh, scroll down through each team, take a look at their, their defense pairings, power play unit setups, because it can change on a week-to-week basis. Uh, maybe who's, if a team's struggling, who's getting the looks on the second power play and things like that. Th- that would be my best recommendation, because to, to give you some specific names is an effort in futility. I mean, I could say any given scrub on the, the third pairing of, of the Seattle Kraken, like whomever, right? Uh, so that would be my best, my best way to go if, if I were to try and steer you in a direction. But yeah, check out DFO, um, and take a look at who's, uh, who's getting minutes, right? Like read, read the stat sheets. Maybe there's an, a guy on a team that's kind of, you know, the team overall isn't very good. They're not very high in the standings, but a guy's playing a lot of minutes. And as a result might get some PK time, some power play time, things like that. So that would, uh, that would be my best recommendation to, uh, to that question. Props to doing an 18 team league though. That's pretty impressive
0: really is. It really is. Uh, Beer man says, oh, no, John Short passed. Great guy. The entrance to the old catwalk at Northlands Coliseum. And I'd see him going up. He used to offer a friendly hello or a message of encouragement. Uh, yeah, if you're just tuning in, well, I guess, legend in our industry, especially here in our city, John Short passing away. We have a Marty Stevens coming in here. You heard him hosting the Lowdown Flow Tide a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Marty, instrumental in helping to launch Sports 1440 here as well with Stingray. But... but I mean you you worked with with John for a little bit 5 years?
2: Yeah, 5 years we had the we had the Euler rights on CSCW for 5 years. We only used them for 3 and we sold yeah. them but John stayed for the duration of the contract. So yeah, I worked for him for 5 years. And it was unbelievable working with my idol, right? I grew up listening to John.
0: I feel like that's kind of a sentiment shared by a lot of people right now in the city. I know my, my, boss, Jason Greger, he's talked about that a lot. And we, mm-hmm. we'd have John come on this show sometimes and it wasn't for 20 minutes. He was sticking <laughs> around for the full hour and the phone and the text, they would just be flying in because, you know, everybody had a John short story. When you think back to his time, uh, covering sports in this market, uh, anything that stands out to you, uh, maybe even away from the like behind the scenes, things people might not know.
2: Yeah, well, so many. Like uh, he, he was amazing because when I, we worked with him, he was still writing for the journal as well. He was like the lead columnist of the journal or, or second columnist of the journal. So he would be interviewing someone on the radio show and typing his column at the same time on a totally different subject. And he could do both. He'd be typing away and the person would be talking and then John would stop, ask a question, keep typing unbelievable and, uh, and sometimes too he, well, I knew when he was really into an interview he'd put his hands behind his head and he had a swivel chair kind of like we did and he'd start just swiveling a little bit and the one time I and sometimes he'd do a complete circle when the person was talking and the one time I looked over at him because I was on the other side of the glass he completely had tied himself up in the <laughs> chair and he's like I had to go in there and unwind him <laughs> just spinning. Yeah, just spinning <laughs> and I always had to have at least two pens in my pocket because he'd always lose his pen Sports
0: radio, I mean, we have it so much easier now. Like ever since I've got into the game, even with booking guests, it's oh, yeah. like, oh, I'll just send them an email or a text. Mm-hmm. Uh, different times, obviously. And I think, you know, when he was really running things, phone line was obviously big. Yeah,
2: there was, we get a fax once in the blue moon, but it was all callers. Like we'd have interviews for the first hour of the show. We went to nine to midnight. Callers for the first, or interviews for the first hour. And then after that, it was pretty much all callers. And if there was no callers, John would just talk. Or he'd say to me, hey, that game is still going on in Los Angeles. Call the press box, uh, the ball game, and see if we can get somebody. So we had this big book and I'd call the Dodgers press box and say, is there anyone who could come on and talk sports radio for (laughs) 10 minutes in Canada? And they'd find someone generally. And uh, John could just talk about, he could talk about anything. It was any sport, any time. And he could talk about anything from rodeo to baseball. He loved baseball. That was his favorite sport. Of course, hockey. So yeah, amazing. And he worked for the Oilers too. He was a PR guy for the Oilers for a few years in the early days with Pocklington. So he had a ton of Pocklington stories and, yeah in that old building he always told me this story i he was when he was working for the oilers in that old coliseum up in the big press boxes right over the crowd oh yeah and there's occasionally little nets around the press box like below it so i guess things in case something fell and john said one time he was eating an ice cream and john was a bit clumsy and half his ice cream fell off and landed in that net and was like slowly (laughs) dripping i said what did you do i got the hell out of there
0: Oh, uh, I, I have seen that net and uh, yeah. I used to work with uh, Kent Simpson who would get animated in the press box yeah. at Oil Kings games and pens would occasionally fly over. <laughs> yeah. Uh Ear Candy texting in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty says John Short was a boxing encyclopedia, yeah. like Love you said. boxing Yeah. Uh B says I was a guest on his show back in the late eighties. I was lucky enough to win the first ever Nate NHL player draft He had me on for about ten minutes for after the Flames Oilers playoff game. Very nice man. And Coach Vix is RIP John Short. I interacted with John on Twitter at times. He was so connected to his followers. I love the man. He will be missed. Yeah, uh, certainly. Certainly a, a big loss here in our city. Um, and I, I was just kind of, you know, before he came on, like, how many people listening to John Short? I mean, we, we kind of talked about it. Declan came in and told us, unfortunately, and like the coaching tree. We talk about mm-hmm. it in yeah. sports with like yeah. you see Don Shula. It just trickles down. If you start with the sports broadcasting tree of John Short, mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to have like Gregor trickle down and Gregor's going to trickle down into a bunch of people yeah. and so forth. I mean, the impact he had on this industry in this city. I don't know if we're here without John Short.
2: No, it, it's unbelievable. And, and that's totally true. And I, I talked about it when when I filled in, lucky enough to fill to Low Tide a couple weeks ago. I talked about how John was a big influence on what I did and why I got into radio. And I just talked to my buddy Chris Sheets from, you know, on the FM dial. Yeah. Uh, big influence. He said, he, we just had a talk before I came on. He said, John was probably his biggest influence that he had in his radio career. Like he, he and he was one of the only guys doing it. Really? There wasn't a ton of guys doing sports call-in shows for three or four hours. Yeah. And he'd do the, you know, be on in the post-game, pre-game show, and then we'd wait and do afterwards. Those Eastern games were bad because when that game ends at 8 o'clock and we still always went to midnight, yeah. oh, my God, a little long in the tooth. <laughs> but, yeah, we'd have Tiger Goldstick would call in, and Robin Brownlee was the boxing guy. Robin was writing at the Journal then, too, and pretty new reporter, and we'd call Robin lots to talk about the boxing scene, so... Yeah, there's lots going on. He, he did a lot of things.
0: Those, those four hour shows. Now, we, we would try to do that too. Um, and to it, it gets stretched thin. Yeah. So, anyone who can do that, like John, could. It's impressive. A tiger texting, and I'm an older guy. And John, sure, it was a part of all of us growing up. That's not just the sports talk on the AM dial something about it. I mean, it's just got to stick around.
2: Yeah, exactly right. He started that history, and uh, and we're lucky to still be carrying it on. So you're right when you said, where would we be if John didn't do it? Because he, he proved it could, ha- it could be successful in the market.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Marty, thanks for swinging by here. No really problem. My pleasure. Uh, as we have said here, it just kind of broke a little while ago. Uh, local legend here in town, John Short, passing away. Um, for those who don't know, uh, sports media, I'll say mogul, as uh, Marty just told us. Pretty much did it all. Worked with pro teams. He worked uh, in print. Obviously did radio. Gregor's going to have some great show, uh, great stories later today when he comes in to discuss it. Uh, I think it's going to be an emotional afternoon on the Jason Gregor show when we get going at 2 o'clock. But we'll also get you ready for the Oilers and Detroit Red Wings as they meet out in Detroit. Big game for the Oilers as the Pacific Division is certainly tight, that Western Conference. I mean, I don't know how long that race will hold up as it goes forward. Some teams might drop out, but uh, we're going to have a heck of a race when it comes to the final couple of playoff positions wildcard in the Western Conference in the Stanley Cup playoffs this year. Uh, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, uh, we'll get back into the inbox here. Uh, we, we passed over some of the questions. We'll get to those in our final segment. Let you know what's coming up on the remainder of this sh- station today. Lowdown, low tide. Jason Greger Show. This is Fantasy Frenzy. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. American 11.38 oh, it is. Fantasy Frenzy, too Frenzy, too Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley and Brandon and Douglas with you here. Brought to you by Wheelhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Check them out online at Jerky.com. I saw on their social media, they actually just won an award.
1: Award-winning beef jerky.
0: Award, yeah. I, th- I think it's more so for just being great people, but... Oh. Also, also good. Also award winning. Nominated for the Leduc Nusky, and Devin Business Awards Gala. So congratulations to everyone down at Hawkeye. Atif says, very sad to hear about John Shore. John is a legend in this city. I used to keep score for basketball with the Nate Oaks. John would cover the basketball teams. I had the privilege of meeting him and talking to him. Atif, yeah, absolutely. In case you're just tuning in now, uh, sad news to pass along longtime member of the sports media here in town john short passing away uh, his son made that announcement on facebook so we want to make sure we relay that, that along to you and once again just pass along our condolences to his family and friends uh, certainly a legend in our industry that will never be forgotten uh, keep it locked here on sports 1440 of course on top of the oilers coverage we'll have today uh, low tide another guy who's been in this market forever and uh, We'll have some great stories about John and uh, Jason Greger for sure. We'll have some stories about John coming up later today on the Jason Greger Show. Also on the Jason Greger Show today, uh, we will be joined by Garrick Jones, a former NFLer and the CFLer, businessman. He'll be uh, very interesting to talk to at 220. At 240, Peter Burgess, uh, fe- freezing father. This guy is absolutely amazing. He's uh, right now camping outside down at Snow Valley's campground to raise money for the Stallery. And um, his story, like, get the Kleenex ready. His story is certainly emotional. He lost a child, and he does this fundraiser every year. So while we're, you know, in here complaining, and as I'm saying this, I take back my complaints from earlier on in the show about our studio. He's outside raising money for the Stallery right now. Uh, we'll have the information for that. And if you'd like to donate, text me at one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. I'll shoot the link right to you. Just an awesome guy. He uh, he came on the show about five years ago, and I had mentioned that my nephew was born. And uh, the next couple days I come into the studio and he sent me a teddy bear for my nephew. He's just uh, a great human. Uh, Terry Ryan will be by at three o'clock. We'll be joined by Anzhar Khan of M Live to discuss the Detroit Red Wings as they take on the Edmonton Oilers tonight. We've got the Cantor Racing Report with Colin Livingston, Mark Specter at five. We'll go out to Vegas, talk some Golden Knights and uh, get you ready for all the action. And then we have also got the Lowdown with Low Tide today coming up in about 20 minutes time. Got nothing here for the uh, lineup, but uh, Declan's busy. So we'll get to that as soon as it is posted. The tributes roll in about John Short, not only here on our text line, but also on social media. Check out Low Tide and Greg right now. Just some uh, very nice posts. As the city lost a legend, and uh, as we're talking about it here, Brandon, we got the text or the tweet from Declan. He's got Helene St. James She covers the Detroit Red Wings for the Detroit Free Press. Also, Mr. Bagged Milk will be by at 1 o'clock. They'll have their NHL rumors, some previews, and they'll discuss the coaching carousel in the NFL. Brian S. says, great music today. There you go, Duke. A little love for the music today. Uh, Brad texting in, CH, settle a debt. Packers or Bills, who has the better uniforms slash helmet? Keep Iconic out of it if you're a person looking at them and you don't know bleep about the nfl wow that's a good question because both of those teams have great looks when the bills went back to the white helmet i was a big fan and now i kind of find myself yearning for the old days of that red helmet in the doug flutie era it's it's impossible to take the history out of it because then it's just two color schemes what do you like more green and yellow or red and blue and white I go green and yellow. Red, white, and blue. <laughs> blue, red, and white. I, Doesn't I, really roll off the tongue I, quite I, as well.
1: I pledge allegiance.
0: Well, and I mean the NFL, okay, we got the Texans, the Patriots, the Bills. Is there any more? Red, mm. white, and blue? Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I guess, technically. Different shades, but... I don't use a lot of red, but some. Well, Keith Bullock used to rock the red gloves. He looked unreal.
1: Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, I yeah. Likes the red, red gloves and cleats.
0: I think I go Packers, personally. But it's who cares what I think. If what do you
1: think? If we're just talking about the logo, I like the Bills logo.
0: Good, bo- th-
1: yeah. It's always confused me because both, obviously, uh, Buffalo Sabers and the Buffalo Bills, like neither their team name has anything to do with their logo. Because their logo, well, with a little bit of exception, but like it's about the city. The city is called Buffalo. What what is a bill? What is a Buffalo Bill? Buffalo Sabre is a sword, and we've seen that logo a little bit. But all things said, I like the Bill's logo as opposed to just the G. And like I said, you like the G because you know it's history and it's, like, iconic. But like uh, uh, Brad's saying, if we take that out, but I actually prefer the color scheme of the Packers, the green and yellow. So I'm torn. I'm torn. You know what? To make Just to, to pick a side, I'll say the Bill's.
0: We can text in. But it's so hard to take out emotion out of it. Like, what's better? It's just they're they're both great. They're both great uniforms in the NFL. Brian Esk follows up. Uh, there are very few. Uh, there's very few people who listen to John and sports talk as much as I did for thousands of hours. Already here, he's gone. Absolutely, Slurpy Sean texting in 1-833-401-1440. John Short is, was, and will always be a legend in this town. Condolences to everyone who knew him. Uh, Marty also texting in, he just said a couple of things he should have said. His vision for the show was four friends driving back from the game. They could all discuss or argue the game, but no one ever gets mad enough that they get out of the car. Everyone had the democratic right to be wrong. That's a line that Gregor's dropped for sure. Isn't that the goal of sports radio? Of course you're going to argue. We're never going to agree on everything, but we're going to come back and do it again the next day. And, uh, that's kind of the beauty of this thing. Uh, Montana Rice chimes in. He says, between those two teams, I hate to say it, it's the Packers. They also remind me of the Elks, so that's cool. Yeah, the green and gold versus the red, white, and blue. Certainly, I think a lot of people in this town have a little bit of allegiance to their green and gold. Just kind of makes sense. Lance texting in earlier saying, what are the Raiders doing with their coaching situation? I don't know, Lance. I mean, I guess... I guess if you're the Vegas Raiders, you do have to put out some consideration that as good as Antonio Pierce was, can he keep it up for the entirety of a season? He did get the swagger back, but would you not be doing your proper due diligence if you don't at least try to talk to Jim Harbaugh or Mike Vrabel potentially, if he's not just going to new England, maybe Bill Belichick, maybe you got to put, put all these guys through the interview process and just see who's out there and, and who sticks. I don't know. I I think Antonio Pierce got that job when you think about it. He wasn't their defensive coordinator, was he? I think he was like a, a positions coach. Yeah. When Typically, when a coach is fired mid-season, a position coach or a special teams coach will take over the head coaching job because you don't want to disrupt the coordinator's duties.
1: Unless, assuming the plate callers are not already or also fired.
0: Yes. So... Maybe there's people in the organization that say he did a great job, but we don't think he's head coach material. He's not a guy that I had heard previously uh, as a head coach. I mean, we've seen these guys come in there and and fill in the, the gap. Rick Pasachi did it with the Raiders a couple of years ago. Jeff Saturday for the Colts. Some might say he did it. Yeah. <laughs> he won for, a game. That was good for one game. Uh, GIF with the Chargers. It's like, yes, these are great football minds. They they have a future but they were holding that mantle because not because they're the most qualified because they didn't want to disrupt the rest of the flow of the team. So I don't know. I'm, I am really curious with Antonio Pierce thought he was fantastic, but didn't, I think it was the Titans. They, they've uh, requesting to speak with them
1: like about their head coaching position. I think it was the Titans. There was, there was a team that requested it. Yeah. So, I mean like if the Raiders are serious about it, then they kind of got act quick because there's other teams that, might be interested, like what he did uh, in the back half of that
0: season. There's intrigue. I mean, what he did. He, I will say it, but I thought this was about Rick Basaccia, Rich Basaccia, sorry. He had some swagger back with that team. Got them in the playoffs. Pierce didn't get them in the playoffs, but he had the Raiders playing better football. We'll see what they do. Lance also follows up with the name of the Buffalo Bills. It was derived from the All-American Football Conference franchise from Buffalo that was in turn named after the Western frontiersman Buffalo Bill, drawing much of its fan base from Western. Yeah, I believe he killed Bison for a living. That would make sense. Who didn't back then, though? I mean, that was key to survival. It's cold in Buffalo. You got to use the whole animal. Uh, stretch says any comments on the departure of Gunter Steiner from Haas? Uh, no, but we will have Colin Livingston on the Jason Gregor show at three forty with the so race report. With the race Cantor race report, we will certainly Good timing on that. Well oh, yeah. You think that's a coincidence? Don't you have Colin on every Thursday? You think Haas made that decision? Haas oh. <laughs> in this time frame as a coincidence? No, we we'll, like we'll touch on it.
1: Yeah, yeah I I, I have very I am not an F one guy. I, I never I didn't hop in at like the peak of drive to survive. It's something I'd still like to get into, I think, because a couple of my buddies are big into it and maybe, um, you know, aspirations of going to a race in the, uh, in the States uh, in the coming years. So check back with me on this. And uh, I don't know, maybe this summer, that'll be a good thing for me to dive into.
0: It's funny. Like what F1 did or drive to survive did for that sport. was massive. Uh, my, like my younger sister's like, Oh, do you see the, the race this weekend? She doesn't like sports at all. I think she's a big fan of Max Verstappen. It it is really cool what it's done, and yeah, having Colin on once a week has been fantastic for us to to shine a little bit of a light on that one. Brad says Green Bay reminds me so much of the Elks, both green and gold, both are community owned, both cold AF city to play in, both have a huge history, both have had multiple back to back of quarterbacks. Anyways, thanks for the post question. Yeah, well, you know what it, it is. I it's funny like. I I just think it for me, like I can say personally, I like that, but I wouldn't try to speak for anyone else. You could have many reasons. Like if, if you're a Vikings fan, there's no way you're saying green and gold. You just can't do it. You're a Patriots fan. Although you're also red, white, and blue, you're probably not going to say the bills (laughs) color scheme. It's awful.
1: Look at, uh, look at our own Eddie Steele, former double ear, but Vikings fan. So he probably hates the
0: Packers, but loves their color scheme. We'll just ask him tomorrow. Yeah, I'll when, really bring when he's that in up studio. Uh, Brian asked, says, the Titans were my fourth favorite team because of Mike Vrabel, ex-Patriots. Now, who cares even though my brother lives there? Well, it'd be a great spot to go see a game. Brian, how do you have four teams?
1: I, I, words <laughs> right out of my mouth. Connor. Brian, do you have all 32 teams in the NFL ranked in like your order of preference? And like,
0: I assume he has to be a Patriots fan so, as well.
1: So now, yeah, I, I would guess so based on the context of the text message. So if he's a Patriots fan, then maybe his least favorite team is like the Jets. Giants. So the Jets are Giants. Like either, <laughs> so those are his 32nd uh, favorite team. But when they win the Super Bowl, win they, when they win the Jets, if the Jets ever win the Super Bowl, <laughs> is he going to be like, so happy for the Jets. They're my 32nd favorite team.
0: They earned it. Celebrating today. <laughs> I wish. I wish I could be like that. I just have uh, nothing but disappointment with my team. Well, that's because you need more favorite teams, Connor. If you have more, I the, imagine they're all terrible, though. So I tried, I didn't ever have a backup team, but I loved Larry Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. like loved that guy. And I had a, I still do have a Cards jersey. And out of conference, right? Like, Yeah, never played them. When they played, it was it was clear I was a Chargers fan, but I had the Larry Fitzgerald jersey. I once went to a, I was I was somewhere where I could have got a Larry Fitzgerald autograph and I thought about bringing the jersey and then I just didn't. You bungled it. Yeah, so I, I guess I get that you're going to have a soft spot. Do you have a soft spot for any other team? It kind of changes, I think. Like, usually each year I'll latch onto
1: an NFC team. And, like, for me, it's been more prevalent over the past number of seasons because the Texans have been so terrible. Like, I don't have anything to root for for them. I don't even care to really watch the games. They're so bad. I do still, of course, but that doesn't mean I care to. Um, this the last couple of years been the Vikings I'm a huge Jefferson fan I, I love Kirk Cousins and that was only fortified and kind of even further invigorated after seeing him on the the quarterback Netflix series last uh, summer so I, I would say right now the Vikings are probably my my NFC spot soft spot team but even like man a team like Cleveland like you just I think how can you hate them how can you hate them? They've been so bad for so long. Their quarterback, I guess. The, yeah. Well, he's not their quarterback now. It's Joe Flacco. But He's still getting paid. Them. He's still on the books. Um, and then ditto for the Lions as well. I would say they're kind of usually a team that has a, especially with their recent resurgence, they're a team that I find myself rooting for and um, keeping tabs on uh, more closely, I guess.
0: A uh, Atif earlier, I said, hey guys, I wanted to ask you, what do you think of the Raptors head coach going off on the NBA? I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Darko Ryakovich. i uh, I'm looking that up Kev, pronunciation. Kev, Kevin says it so easily. Darko Rakovic, Rakovic, Rakovic. There you go. We got it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I loved it. I, I gave it a 10 out of 10 in five questions yesterday on the Jason Greger show. He belittled the league. He called out opposing superstars, and he lifted his own. Scotty Barnes is an all-star, a face of the league. I loved it. I thought that's that's great. I don't think you can do that too often. No. But in a situation when the uh, fouls or free throws are 23-2 to two in the fourth quarter and you lose by one point... Yeah, you better be ticked off, and you better let them know. And you take that fine, and maybe the players uh, reimburse you for it. They take you out for a dinner. But I loved it. How
1: c- how can you not? I mean, I guess maybe unless you're a Lakers fan, but even if you're a Lakers fan, you have to think that that much discrepancy in the number of foul shots in one quarter of a basketball game and a close basketball game uh, is pretty ludicrous. So, yeah, I I, I loved it. Um, and I know it's not meant to be uh, comedic or humorous in nature, because he's obviously like being serious addressing this, but the accent and of course English being his second language, that kind of just adds to the allure of it, I think, and does give it a little bit of a um, kind of comedic relief element. So all that rolled into it, uh, everything you said, Connor, with the kind of fact that it's kind of funny to watch um, how how fired he up he how fired up he is, plus the the accent. Yeah, I loved every second of it. We we played it twice on the Carrie Show yesterday. <laughs> Uh, Once first thing And then once for Schlemko And he came in later as well
0: Just imagine him Just stomping up to the, You know Just <laughs> banging the, the table Like yeah, he was Yeah that's what Fired up uh, Tyler in Millwoods Says I'm a Rams fan And I even I cheered for the Warner And Fitz Cardinals Yeah I, I replied Kurt Warner Very likable guy I get that Slurpy Sean says, I'm a Bills fan, but I have become a Lions fan through osmosis due to me having Gibbs, Laporta, and St. Brown on my fantasy team this year. Fantasy I, I a think way.
1: I, I will admit that that usually will sway what teams I have quote-unquote soft spots for if I've like, and like I said, I was heavy on the Browns this year, so maybe that plays a role. Um, but yeah, I think like you said, back to, to Sean here, Connor's fantasy, huge factor in figuring out uh, who you're rooting for outside of your own favorite team.
0: Mike says, the Oilers were so terrible for so many years that I bounced between the Devils and the Red Wings. Didn't cheer for the Avalanche, but did like the players on that team. Oh, and I did cheer for the Blackhawks as a second team as well. Yeah, I I also will say that, like, World Cup, I was always an England fan, and then it, it sucked because I started cheering for uh, Spain right when they started winning. But I could never claim to be a Spain fan. That was my backup team. They won a year, two Euros and a World Cup, and I just quietly cheered on Fernando Torres There is a ranking, Brad says, for uniforms. Broncos won. Are you kidding me? Those are terrible. Orange uniforms? Get new ones. Go back to the dark blue. But the horse's nostrils a Nike swoosh. Well, I do like Nike. Saints, Packers, Bills, bottom four. Falcons, Raiders? Pats, Chiefs, Raiders? I hate the Raiders, but they got an iconic look. We got to debate that tomorrow on the show. Uh, That'll do it for us uh, for here on Fantasy Frenzy. Uh, Again, just want to pass along our condolences to John Schwartz family and friends uh low tide greg will have a whole lot more on the unfortunate passing of a lo- local icon here in our city and in our industry thank you for tuning in check the podcast all right now let's get to an update brought to you by Hawk beef jerky home of alberta's best beef jerky location in ladukes bruce grove and west edmonton mall com. here is brandon douglas